Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Sex, Love, and Addiction. This show was created to provide accurate expert information and support for those seeking insight into the painful realities of cheating and infidelity, sex and porn addiction, as well as the relationship between chronic drug abuse and paired sexual behavior, commonly known as chemsex. I'm your host, Dr. Rob Weiss, a licensed therapist, addiction specialist, sexologist, clinical educator, and author of 10 books on intimacy, addiction, sexuality, and relationship health. This podcast is a forum for discussing sex, love, and addiction in frank, fact-based, informative ways. My primary goal is to bring you clear advice, opinions, and feedback from some of the world's most renowned experts in human sexuality, trauma, addiction, mental health, and relationship intimacy. This show is sponsored by Seeking Integrity Treatment Programs, which are also dedicated to providing expert-focused, highly specialized residential treatment for men struggling with sex, porn, and related addictions. You can learn more about Seeking Integrity and my work there at www.seekingintegrity.com. Now let's get started. Hey folks, this is Dr. Rob, and I'm so glad that you're here today. I just wanted to offer you a little bit of content that you don't often get to hear. I worked with our sound producer to take some of the material off of a recent broadcast television show I did called The Mel Robbins Show, where I got together with a colleague of mine, Noah Church, who is a a coach in porn addiction problems. And Noah and I got to speak to these folks on The Doctors about the problem of compulsive porn use porn addiction and the challenges of that, that that those issues presents for couples. Uh, on this particular show, we have a couple that is, you know, where one member of the couple really doesn't understand what's been going on with the porn problem. And obviously the person who's been doing it clearly does. And uh, we get to see and experience in real time how those problems play out for this couple. I have a great amount of compassion and empathy for these folks. I worked with them on television, and I also made sure they got the resources and the support they needed when the show was over, as the show asked for from me. In any case, I think this will be educational and useful, and so we have transported some of the content from the Mel Robbins show here. I hope you enjoy the next half hour, and I will be back to you really, really soon. Porn addiction, the secret he kept since he was 12. Do you think you have a problem? He's hooked and asked for my help. The shocking confession before the show and why he stormed off the set. Today on Mel. Up next. For me to be accusing him of cheating and going through all that stuff. He is cheating. What are this man's qualifications? Excuse me? And later. There's going to be a lot more fights, arguing, anger, discussion. You know, at some point, what's probably going to happen is... I'm addicted to porn and I can't stop. I need help now. And I think the only way it's gonna stop is if I tell my girlfriend what's really going on. This secret is eating me up alive and I need it to end. That was Raul who just told his girlfriend of nine years that he's been addicted to pornography since he was 12. Joining us now is Dr. Robert Weiss who specializes in sexual compulsion and digital age sex addiction. Dr. Weiss, you have been watching this whole time. Yeah. And you work with people that have an addiction to pornography. Day in and day out. And so what I want to know first is based on what you know has transpired, this is a very raw situation, what are you seeing? Well, my heart goes out to both of you guys in different ways. Like, Sina, 
you're gre going to be grieving for yeah. a long time. Like, this is not the man you thought you were with. And, no. you know, for you, it's kind of like, well, if he's lying about this, then what else could he have been lying yeah. about? Something so fundamental, right? Well, I mean, going to, like, his mom, um, they don't really have a good relationship. So for him to start going over, it was, like, weird. You know, you go visit for 20, 30 minutes, but for hours, it's different. And you're questioning now, like, yeah. when he went here, when he went there, what was he doing here? You're like, now, for a while, and I think things are going to be coming to you. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, for him, for me to be accusing him of cheating and going is, through all that he stuff. He is cheating. Yeah. Okay, he is. I'm sorry to say that. Hold on a sec. Hold on. And we'll get to you. But the reality is when you lie to someone, when you yeah. keep secrets from them, when you let them think that you are someone else other what, than they are. What are this man's qualifications? Then they're Excuse me? Like, where, do you have a degree in so this stuff? Or? I understand yeah. that you want to challenge me, but here's the deal. Um, what you really want to do is ho hopefully hold on to her. Yeah. That's more important. You're not helping. You're here to try to heal something very important to you, which is this relationship. And I think this this place you're in right now is exactly probably why you haven't wanted to talk about it. You're so afraid that she's going to get angry, she's going to abandon you, she's going to. But she got she's got to have her feelings. You have hurt her, and she needs to go through that. It's not her time to rescue you from what you're going through. Yeah. We can be there for you. When you're dealing with somebody who has a porn addiction. Sure. What is the emotional roller coaster that he is riding right now, now that he has told his partner about this addiction? The first thing he's going to experience, you are probably experiencing, is shame. I can't believe I did this. What's wrong with me? I'm an awful person. Everybody must hate me. She must hate me. And this incredible turn toward hating myself. And so where I would want to move this for you, Raul, is from, God, I can't believe I did all these things, I'm a terrible person, to, wow, I must have some kind of problem that I need to work on. And if you can get from, I'm an awful person, to, oh, wow, this is something I could do something about, I could improve things, I can make things better, that will, that will help. But it will take time, because you feel crappy about this, and I get it. Do you feel crappy about it? Very. What else are you feeling? Just guilt. Guilt. After I do it, not while I'm doing it, obviously. But what about right now? What are you feeling? It's a lot, a lot of different emotions. Probably um, embarrassment. Yeah. Okay. Nervousness. Yep. What has it been like to hide this for so long? It feels like I'm leaving, like like a double life. Sometimes it feels like. Like I pretend to be somebody else. But it's not so bad if you can keep it inside your head, inside of this place, but now it's starting to spill out into, wow, this is how bad it is. Well, now. Yeah, but it's good that you did this because now you guys have a chance to actually grow. I know that, yeah. Well, okay, well, let's stop right there. We're gonna take a quick break because here's what I wanna know. What the heck do they do next? What's the step you need to take next? What does he need to do? What does she need to do? How do you move forward from something like this? We'll be right back. Up next. There's going to be a lot more fights, arguing, anger, discussion. You know, at some point, what's probably going to happen is... And later. So, Dr. Weiss, how the heck do we talk to our kids about this? I'm walking in the door. I have my 11-year-old. What the hell do I say to him to start this conversation? Raul G. 
just told his girlfriend of nine years that he's been addicted to porn since he was 12. Also with us is Dr. Robert Weiss, who specializes in sexual compulsion and digital age sex addictions. Um, so where does this couple go from here? They're in a state of shock and shame. Well, I, it, the tendency for a couple like this would be to say, oh, this, let's kind of move away from this and forget it all happened and kind of bury themselves in some kind of connection if they want to run away from it. But the best thing they could do is each one of you to seek out support. You need support for changing your behavior and for feeling better about yourself, but she can't do that for you because she's angry and hurt. And you need support for having your trust broken and your heart broken and having relied on someone who's now let you down. Oh, and yeah. he has been the person you've probably turned to in the past for support for everything you're gonna need other people now to support you while you guys work through this you're gonna have to lean in other directions so you can work through this yourselves yeah it's just the addiction part that bothers me the most the lying um, also lying uh, like I said I don't judge anybody by watching porn you do what you got to do but it's different when you're in a relationship the sex everything is fine perfect but there's times where it was just like oh not right now Oh, I gotta go to my mom's, mm. and it's just like now that I know he was going to his to, mom's, mm -hmm. it's like different, and it's like okay, he threw me off to go do this, and you know, it, it just changes a lot of things now, a lot of things. Trust, the lying, the selfishness of him. So, Raul, I want you to hear that I know you didn't cheat with other women, but it feels to her the same way because it's a secret and her trust is broken. And so while it wasn't other women and later on that might not feel as bad later, but at the moment she's just hurting because you, you broke her heart. You didn't mean to, you were trying to hold on to her, but you broke her heart and that's gonna take a while. So talk to me about what the reality is for somebody who has had an addiction since they were 12 and what it's going to require if in fact he wants to get help, which I'm not sure you do. Well, let me say this, it's really early. Like this man just had the courage to say this aloud to his partner in front of us. They're in an early part of a process. There's gonna be a lot more fights, arguing, anger, discussion. You know, at some point what's probably gonna happen is. Okay, that's all right. I'm sorry. That's no, okay. I really do want you to understand that um, it's a grief issue for you. Yeah. He's not the guy. Wait, what did you say? It's a grief issue for her. It's a grief issue. This is a grief issue because who she thought he was, what she thought she had, what she thought they had together, it's all in question now. Yeah. And she can't just question the porn. Now she's got to question what else is he lying about? And it just throws everything into confusion for her. Um, and she's right, you know, I don't know what you would have done in the relationship had he had the courage earlier, but I think you would have, you seem like a pretty compassionate woman. Yeah. I think if he told you six years ago, I'm struggling with this, oh, yeah. you probably would have held his hand, gone to therapy, but I now know. it's like you've been living together, working together, sort of an adult life toward kids and family and all oh, that yeah. stuff, and now this. Yeah, we've been together, well, I've known him for 12 years, but together as a relationship <laughs> for nine. And um, like I said, you know, we never hit anything, so this is, like, very shocking to me. Um, yeah, he's not cheating or anything, but I still feel like I'm being cheated on. You are being cheated on. And I'm being on. cheated on with porn. It doesn't matter because the lies... Well, hold on. I want to make sure you heard what he said, which is, in your medical position, it is cheating. He's, she's been cheated on, absolutely. She, so I define cheating in the digital age 
as the keeping of profound secrets in an intimate relationship. It doesn't matter whether you're spending money she doesn't know about or looking at poor. If oh, yeah. you are consistently doing something and you're telling your partner, oh, no, I would never do that. And then they find that kind of betrayal. That's what cheating is. It doesn't matter whether it's other women or porn or money. If you lie to your spouse. If you try to convince that person you love that white is blue and blue is red, and then, then you're cheating on them because you're trying to force them out of what they believe into something that makes sense for you. Yeah. Have couples that you've worked with worked through this? Interesting question. Um, many of the couples that are fairly new together, maybe a couple of years together, often don't because a woman might say, you know, I'm not that far into this. It's been a couple of years. I can see kids and all that. I'm out of here. Oftentimes a woman who's been engaged or in a relationship that's gone on for a while, someone might say, well, we got a family, we got a life, maybe we'll try to work this out. So it often depends on the situation. Um, and really for you, it's going to depend on his willingness mm -hmm. to show up and say, oh yeah, I'll do whatever it takes to get better. Yeah. Because this defensiveness, while it makes sense in this moment, he's going to have to move past that if he's going to honor you and your relationship. Oh yeah, he's going to have to prove to me that, you know, he he, is, he will change, and if it doesn't, then we can't go on. But let me tell you one thing about addiction. Change is not anything he says to you. Mm -hmm. It's not about flowers or candy or oh, I always no. loved you or, or, you know, let's go on a vacation or, or wedding rings. It's about none of that. Yeah, no. Change is about is he going to therapy? Is he going to support groups? Is he working on himself? That's how you know change is happening. I feel like also working on a relationship because now this is just like it threw everything off. And well, well, the truth is now out there. Yeah. So the one thing that I know for sure is that you have the truth yeah. out there. Um, and that is the most important thing. Yeah. Stay with us. You know, at some point, what's probably going to happen is. Okay. That's all right. That's okay. Welcome back. That was Raul, who's here with his girlfriend, Senia. Raul shared earlier that he watches a lot of pornographic material. Now, look, we've taken every step to respect the sensitivity of this topic, and I'm not going to allow somebody to make a mockery of what we're trying to do, right? Or to disrespect the experts who have flown here to try to help him. So we spoke to Raul backstage. We calmed him down and we gave him a chance to come back. And he is now rejoining us to listen to what these experts have to say about the porn addiction he just confessed to. And joining us now is Noah Church. He's the author of Whacked, Addicted to Internet Porn. He is a recovered porn addict. He says he's a sober porn addict and a porn addiction recovery coach. So, um, Noah, I want to go to you because I know you've been listening to this conversation. And what is it that you're observing and that you want to say to Raul? Well, Raul, you and I were very similar. We're both 30 years old. We both started using porn when we were kids. I was 9 or 10 when I first started using. And for a long time, I didn't think it was a problem either. It was normal in culture. Everyone around us was doing it. All my peers were watching porn. So I thought it's not a big deal. And it sounds like to you, you think the secret was the problem, but not necessarily the watching porn. And I'm here to tell you that you might change your mind about that in the coming months and years. Because if you're still keeping secrets or finding it impossible to control your own use, that is a problem. It's an addiction. Mm -hmm. So when was the moment that you knew 
you needed to get sober with your porn addiction, Noah? Well, for me, the big problem that I had that made me wake up to the whole issue in my life was something called porn-induced erectile dysfunction, where I had grown up under the influence of pornography and conditioned to a screen so much that I wasn't actually able to relate with real intimacy and a real partner. And just was un unable to have sex. And, and I understand you just were like, I gotta go cold turkey. Yeah, once I learned this is the reason I can't have sex, that I can't have a real relationship, I was, yes, absolutely committed. I'm never watching porn again. And how were you able to stop the addiction and live a sober life? Well, like you said, I stopped absolutely committed. Ten months later, I relapsed because I underestimated how much power this addiction had over me. And I had a lot more to learn, and I needed the right support and the right tools and the right skills to stay porn-free permanently. I see you kind of processing what he's saying. What's coming up or resonating with you? Sounds like a, it's making us seem like crack addicts or something. It just, well, it's like, like alcohol, you know? If I, dr I drink you occasionally... You relapsed? Yeah. Because I committed, I made a promise to myself, oh. and then I broke that promise. That's a relapse. Well, what I'm witnessing is a person who doesn't believe this is an addiction. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? In a way, I guess, if we want to be honest, I guess. I would love it Yeah, no. if you were honest. In a way, but not 100%. Think that it's not an addiction. A part of me does, and I guess, I don't know. I think Raul is exemplifying exactly what most people see porn addiction as. They see addiction as only related to substances, and pornography is treated very lightly in our society as just something that everyone does. It's a bit of fun. But we've known for a long time that gambling can become an addiction. And gaming. And gaming. And now we're coming to understand that internet pornography can be very addictive as well, especially when people like you and I are exposed and start using when we're adolescents before we've ever really had a chance to have a real relationship. Well, when we come back, I have a million questions for both of these experts. Plus, do you know if your partner is watching porn? These are the six warning signs to look out for when we return. It has been a very raw show full of emotion that you've witnessed because we're talking about a topic that is widespread but not widely talked about, and that is porn addiction. And you've watched one couple wrestle with coming to terms with the truth about it. And with us right now is Dr. Robert Weiss, who specializes in sexual compulsion and digital age sex, and Noah Church, author of Whacked, Addicted to Internet Porn. He is a sober porn addict and a porn addiction recovery coach. Before we move on to some of the uh, hundred of questions that I have about this topic, I want to make sure to talk a little bit about addiction and the brain. Because before Raul joined his girlfriend in the audience, he said to you, but how is this an addiction? I don't drink out, like how is, how does this impact the brain? Well, of course, different substances and behaviors have different impacts on how we process them neurobiologically, but there are changes that we can see across all addictions that are similar. And those changes include sensitization, where we're more sensitive to cues that lead to use. So for a porn addict, that might be they feel their heart start to beat faster and they feel their 
vision go into a tunnel when they're home alone with a computer and they just feel like they're on rails toward using because they've sensitized those pathways. Desensitization is another thing where they use so much and overstimulate themselves that they become desensitized and numbed to what they're experiencing. And that means it might take them more in order to get turned on, more extreme pornography or more variety. Escalation. Yes. Okay, what do you mean by escalation? Meaning you start out with a little bit, looking once or twice a week, then you're looking three times a week, then you're looking three hours a day. It can also escalate in terms of what you're looking at. You're looking at something sort of vanilla and plain, then you're looking at something that's kind of shocking, then you're looking at something you never thought you would look at because you're raising the amount of intensity, which in, in turn raises the neurochemistry of the brain. The person gets more and more distracted by that. And believe me, if I'm fighting with you and then I go look at the porn, I'm not thinking about you at all. I'm looking at the porn, and that's the point. It allows you to escape completely from whatever it is you're into in the moment. That's a problem. So one of the other things I just want to address head on is we peeled back a very vulnerable secret. And you witnessed firsthand on this show a person be exposed, vulnerable, defensive two people two people it's a very private issue mm -hmm. and so what are the range of emotions because you know this is not a show about making a mockery about a very serious topic and so i want to be very clear about that well, it makes perfect sense that he, whoever this is, would be angry, scared. Um, you know, if you peeled back the layers of who I've been pretending I am and show me who I really am in ways that I don't want to see, I might fight you too for a while. What it's going to take is for him to come to an understanding that he has to change if he wants to have the things that he wants in life, like this meaningful relationship, like love and happiness. So let me talk about this question that's in the back of my mind. Because both of you mentioned how young kids now first come in contact with pornography and i read that it's the average age is 11. that's right and in many cases younger mm -hmm. how the heck do we talk to our kids about this well when i was a child and i was being educated in school about the dangers of the world i remember very clearly being educated about tobacco and why people use it how what effects it has on the body and I saw all the negative effects it could have on me in the future. So I felt prepared for that going out into the world. And I was offered tobacco and said no. But no one ever educated me about the potential dangers of pornography. Mm -hmm. And if I had known that my use could spiral out of control, I could become addicted, I could lose my ability to enjoy real sex and real relationships, I might not have never used, but I think it would have been a lot less. And I could have seen the problems arising when they did and done something about it sooner. So Dr. Weiss, give me the sentence. I'm walking in the door. I have my 11 year old. What the hell do I say to him to start this conversation? Well, I would start sooner than 11. Okay. The earlier we can start with kids, the better. And there is, I think, a, a, mis, a, a false idea, which is if you teach your kids about sex, they're going to want to have it. The truth is, if you want to protect your kids from the porn and as much of the damaging information they might get out of there, you have to teach them early what's healthy and what isn't. That's right. That's right. So uh, what are the signs that your partner might be watching porn or watching it too much or watching it in secret? Well, it's that computer slam the minute someone walks in the door. It's that phone jerked away. No, you don't need to look at what, what I'm looking at. You know, it's that hidden moment where the spouse feels like, wait, what, what are you looking at? I don't understand why you're taking it away from me. I say if you have a gut feeling that something is being hidden, that something is wrong, there probably is something. And most of us go straight to cheating. 
And one of the things that you said is that this, this is, is cheating. cheating. Yeah. Can you say, this was a big moment for me in this show. Why is this cheating? Because in the digital age, am I... I could, be, I could be having a full-on affair with someone, but never really be physically with them. So when I wrote some of the books I've written, I redefined cheating. And I said, it, it, in the digital age, cheating is the keeping of profound secrets in an intimate relationship. If there's something very meaningful that you need to really hide from your partner, something is not right about that. And it's going to break trust. All right. Wow. I'm processing here. Incredibly important topic. Thank you for being with us. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Dr. Robin. I want to thank you so much for listening to these excerpts from the Mel Robbins show on CBS. If you want to see the whole show on porn addiction, you can go to CBS and look up Mel Robbins and you'll be able to view the whole show in real time. I really enjoy bringing these opportunities to you so that we can all learn together in every possible way we can. And I look forward to the next opportunity, which is going to come really soon. Bye for now. Hi, this is Dr. Rob again. Thank you for joining us today. If this show has inspired you to seek further information for yourself or someone you love, I encourage you to visit our Treatment Center website, which is www.seekingintegrity.com. There you'll find some useful information about the residential treatment we provide, which I think is some of the best, most useful, short-term, effective, intensive care you can find for sexual addiction and compulsivity, as well as combined drug sex or chemsex problems. On SeekingIntegrity.com, you can find some useful advice and direction for healing. And don't forget, if you want to write me about this podcast or reach any of my guests, please write me at Rob at SeekingIntegrity.com. I really look forward to our next time together. Take good care.